Hey Siri, give me H-Town soccer. Talking all things Houston Dynamo FC. This is the official Dynamo Theory Podcast. We are Forever Orange. Welcome to Orange Talk, a player segment of the official Dynamo Theory Podcast. We are joined by a very special guest, one of the most recognizable players of the Houston Dynamo. This is midfielder Memo Rodriguez. Memo, welcome to our show. Yeah, thanks. Thank you. Thank you, Rudy and Christian, um, for having me. Um, you know, have a, a nice time to talk. So, you know, we get it going. Let's go. Uh, Memo, you're entering your sixth straight season with the club after spending time in the USL with RGV and Charleston, obviously. Uh, and you originally signed your homegrown contract with Houston back in 2015. But I don't know. You may know this, obviously. But uh, you, at 26 years old, you're currently the only player with more than 100 uh, appearances for the club right now and uh which is crazy and you've been there the longest too that's kind of crazy stat right at 26 yeah I, it's it's pretty crazy i mean you had all the older guys like um boniac who was there for a long time um i didn't know that actually so uh, good for you to for to tell me so i mean it's pretty special i mean it's just really a, everybody knows pretty much the whole story that that i went through about being patient and hard work so you know, obviously, you want to. I want to keep building on that, and you know, try to do my best to to help this team win um, every year and, and get the best out of me. So it's actually pretty special to do it for your hometown club, and you know, hopefully, a hundred more games to continue. Yeah, man, we hope that too. And obviously, there's a new era uh, in Houston, and I'm sure, like fans, the players like yourself must be pretty excited, you know, for this new fresh start. But Memo, before we jo- uh, jump into, you know, the right now and the future of the Dynamo, I do have a few questions kind of past seasons, if, if you don't mind. But uh, Memo, la- the last two seasons, obviously, were tough for the Dynamo, right? It was, uh, and for the world, I would say. But, uh, you know, now that you had some time to digest, uh, you know, and look back of how insane uh, was the 2020 season compared to the rest of your career? I mean, it was... Um... It was a crazy world we were living in. Um, obviously, with the pandemic happening, um, we played our first game against, I think, the Galaxy. Um, you know, so we were stoked about that season to happen. Um, obviously, a new coach came in. Tablet was his first year, and we were pretty excited about um, him and the team um, to progress that season. And then, obviously, the shutdown happened. Um, players undecided or the league undecided if we were going to play the league or not. Um, so it was pretty tough for, for everybody, um, for players, um, staff and everybody, all the organizations, all the clubs around us. So, um, we're patiently waiting and then we get, you know, Hey, you know, we might start a league, um, in Orlando, um, in the bubble. So, um, I, I think I could speak for a lot of the players that it was tough training from home. I'm doing some exercises in the house. I'm trying to find, uh, the park with least people to, to run at, um, Obviously, it was it was a crazy time to be in, um, but we had to prepare the, the best way possible in order to try to get some fitness. Um, just trying to hear the report back time for that um, tournament in Orlando. Yeah, I mean, you were basically it, it doing history, right? I'm sure we'll look back in 20, 30 years, 50 years, and, and we'll kind of mention about how the pandemic pretty much shut down all the sports, which, you know, even like World War One and World War Two didn't really do uh, to sports. But um, 
looking a little forward, the club had a positive start to the 2021 season, but ultimately ended last in the Western Conference after a long winningsless stretch. How difficult was it, um, Memo, to not have like a good outcome after you know all the hard work that you guys put in the season? Yeah, I mean it's it's super tough for players and staff and the whole organization. Um, you know, when you go to through peers like that, I think um, we did our best. Um, you know, we had meetings, individual meetings with players, uh, meetings with staff. You know, what can we do right? What are we doing wrong? Um, and at the end of the day, you know, we always gave our best effort to get to get the results that we wanted. Um, obviously, there was some cases where, you know, we were unlucky. We didn't finish our chances. Um, so players, staff, you know, we, we were super frustrated. Obviously, we, we want to win. Um, that's why we play this beautiful game. Um, but we just try to stick um, together as best as possible because we always knew that always the fans were there since day one as well. Um, because every time... I say it all the time, if we lose, the fans lose as well. And, you know, it's, it's heartbreaking to see their team lose because their passion for, for the club, um, you know, you know, they spend their hard-earned money to see us win. Um, so it's a little bit of frustration for, for both sides, players, because we want to see, we want to win, and, and we want the fans to have that excitement that they deserve. So um, frustrating season. Obviously, um, we'll look back and, and learn, learn from it and, you know, um, this is part of the beautiful game. We got to move forward and, and do our best to, you know, improve for the next season. Um, again, you know, because of all this and maybe a little bit even before that, you know, Ted Siegel bought the team in the middle of last year. Um, have you gotten the opportunity to talk to him or did he talk to the team on his expectations and maybe his commitment to the club shortly after um, taking over? Is that something that you can share with us? Um, yeah, I think he, he's been out to our training sessions a few times, you know, presented himself, obviously. Um, his his ambitions, obviously, he, he probably didn't mention everything that, you know, he, he was wanting to do, but he has been um, an owner that's been to training sessions and speak to us, I think, maybe two, three times. So, you know, that's positive. Um, looking back at, you know, that he's there, he's committed, um, he's ready to work, he's ready to change um, the pathway um, to the club. Um, obviously, that's what every player wants to see, every staff, um, to see an organization thrive um, with the new owner and, you know, show his ambition, his commitment to the team. All right. Well, uh, once again, I'm Christian. You know, nice to meet you. Thank you again for for taking the time. Uh-huh. And uh, my my questions were, you know, were I guess kind of where uh, Rudy left off. Um, you know, you being a guy that you know has been in the club, you know, literally from almost the beginning of like you know 2006, 2007, obviously as a youngster. And you were, you know, there, you know, throwing the balls back to the players and stuff like that. You know, in your early days. Uh, and you got to experience, you know, the, those glory days, I guess we could yeah. say. And, and obviously, you know, you also experienced the rough patch, you know, that we kind of went through. And and now with the Pat coming in, uh, Pat Onstead, you know, if you guys don't know, live under a rock. Pat yeah. Onstead obviously is the new GM. Um, have you, you know, like, does that give you, uh, have you seen any glimpses? Have you, you know, do you feel like, you know, maybe those, those days will come back? Yeah, I mean, I think... I think the club is going in a positive direction. Um, obviously, there's um, a lot of work to, to be done. Um, but obviously, I think with Ted and Pat and obviously Paulo, the new head coach, I think they have that vision to bring the team back to its glory days. Um, obviously, Pat's been part of the club when, when they won the championship. Paulo was around when they played the Dynamo, um, the Dominicanier Dynamo. Um, obviously, they know how hard working that team was. 
Um, they didn't have the most talented um, team, um, but they always had the the most the harder the hard working team that you know the teams that they wanted to play against. You know, they're a team that was you know fight to the end for ninety minutes and and they wouldn't give up on on any balls. Um, but it's super positive to see that the club's going in the right direction. And obviously, me being from from Houston, um, seeing both sides of it, the good side and the bad side. You know, it's a new year and hopefully super optimistic about, about this season and, you know, everybody's ready to go to work and, and see this club drive again. And going a, maybe a little bit deeper, you know, obviously we do have a new head coach now for the Dynamo. Have you, have you been able to talk to him? Have you met him? You know, is there conversations that maybe you could share with the fans or maybe what he expects to, of you as a player? Um, I mean, we haven't had a super in detail conversation, but obviously, you know, got to meet him when, you know, we do our workouts in the, in the off season, you know, met him, um, obviously presented myself, he presented himself and obviously he has a lot of work to be done. So I don't think he really shared like all his um, ambitions. And obviously I know he, he's a hardworking guy that um, know him kind of as a player of how he played in sporting, you know, he's a hardworking guy that, you know, is always um, trying to pressure the ball and um, tactically, I, I don't know what obviously he's, he's going to expect from everybody, but obviously uh, the club hired him for, for a reason. And hopefully we see him, um, have this club and go to the positive direction that, that everybody wants, wants to see. And then the last one on this section, it would be, you know, for you personally, what does, what does Memo expect from Memo, you know, in 2022? Um, you know, be a leader. I mean, obviously I, I've been here for a long time. This is be my eighth season, if I'm not mistaken. Um, obviously I think last year was super frustrating as individually, as a player, um, also collectively as a group. Um, I didn't think I met the expectations that I had for myself and for the team. Um, so obviously I've been working hard this offseason to try to, you know, prove that, you know, I'm able to change games to help the team win. Um, obviously, I know in, in this league, you have to be uh, great, um, you know, to help the team win. And obviously we have players around that, you know, can change games, um, obviously. But I think as a collectively, as a group, I think, uh, we should do better, obviously, for the fans, for us um, to get the wins that that we deserve and to show that we're a great team in this league. Cool, cool. So now we're going to, you know, move move on from these like, like the serious questions, I guess. Yeah. And we'll get into the to the to the more light, light stuff. You know, we don't want to get all over the business, you know, of you. I know you're working no hard and stuff like that. Uh, but last year, you know, there was a memo bobblehead night, you know, and I have two questions for you. Because me and Rudy, you know, we weren't able to get one. So do you have any extra ones for us? Question number one, you know, just kidding. But question number two, you know, were you able to cop some for yourself? Where do, where do you have them in your house if you do? Yeah, I mean, I, I got a, I was able to get a few for some family members. Obviously, I had family members asking, you know, for, hey, can we get 20 for our family? <laughs> we can give away. Can I get 20 here? So I'm like, relax. I might, I might have a few for my immediate family. So... Yeah. Hopefully, then we're selling them on eBay, man. Right. I, I know. So, um, um, I got a few for my family, for my fiance's family. Um, I kept one for my, kept like two for myself, and obviously my son. I think he took off both of my legs or or broke both. <laughs> of my legs. And I was like, That's I can't hilarious. see myself like this, so I had right. to toss it. 
Um, but no, it was it was super, super funny because they were like, is that the Joe Rodriguez bobblehead? Because they said it looked more like Joe than it did me. Uh, yeah. So so we always played like that in the locker room as well. It's like the Joe, the Joe Corona bobblehead or the Joe Rodriguez bobblehead. So it was pretty funny. Definitely. The, the, the Corona inspired bobblehead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, you know. That's funny. But uh, hey, I'll go to the next question that I had. And obviously we had, I, I mentioned earlier, we had Marcelo on. And he mentioned that y'all tend to game, you know, together often. Uh, obviously, you have a little kid now, so maybe a little bit difficult. That, or you may do it at 3 a.m. in the morning, you know, when when he's teething. But what do y'all play the most? And, you know, be honest, who's better? Yeah, I mean, we play a lot. Um, we usually play um, every day. And and I try to I try to get my gaming in when he takes his naps. Um, now, I used to play a lot before, before having a kid. Um, now, I get to pick and choose my battles with him and also my fiance you know just don't want her to have the all the hard work you know carry the back on on, on luca so um we play call of duty um apex and occasionally fortnite fortnite was obviously the first game that we've started playing a lot um i would say i'm the best at all three um he would say he was probably better than me in apex because he played the game a lot longer but personally you know i'm not going to give it to him but I, i'm better at I think anything I touch. That's good, man. For the record, you know, he's better. Exactly. Shout out to Marcelo. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I guess, you know, the memo there, you've been a part of many of the Texas Derby, Texas Derbies uh, yeah. against FC Dallas. Um, we know what those matches mean, right? You, like you said, from being from Houston, Houston, Dallas, no matter the sport, no matter what, you know, uh, there's always that rivalry. But um, you guys were able to experience playing the newbies, right? Austin FC, yeah. uh, the 290 uh, rivalry that some people want to call it. But, uh, you know, how is that rivalry? And do you think it will get ever meaningful as like Frisco is? And which one do you hate more? No, I'm just kidding. You don't have to answer that. <laughs> yeah, no, I think um, it's, it's, a, it's a great rivalry. Um, obviously, their stadium is super nice and their fans are really engaged. Um, my fiance, and my mom wanted to go to the Austin game, but my mom and my aunt ended up going. And I was like, I think it was better if y'all went because it was super loud. I didn't think it would be that loud when I first went to the stadium. So it probably would have blew my son's eardrums out. But uh, it was a great experience. Um, obviously, I think it'll grow as as time comes. Obviously, they're they're new to the league. So, you know, as soon as they get established, you know, maybe have the proper rivalry name for, for Houston and, and Austin. Um, but yeah, but the Dallas ones are always special, always since the academies, you know, we always, um, academy coaches from the beginning, you know, we have to be Dallas. Like this is our main goal, like when we play them. So it's always been in, 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 in my, in my system, in my brain, this is, that's all I know that we had to beat Dallas. So, you know, every time we play them, it's, it's a special game for us. And uh, kind of going more into personal you, is there any, like, you know, obviously you, you score bangers, uh, but is there any special bangers that you, that you like, you're like, this is my favorite one. I'm going to make an NFT of it and just kind of <laughs> something like that. Yeah. I think my, my favorite one um, was definitely the goal against Montreal. Um, I think it was a left foot outside the box. Um, I think that was one of my favorite ones. Um I think it was a great strike, obviously outside the box, upper 90. So it was a great feeling at home. Um, so it was, it was great. Um, I that, think that's the best. That one hurt for me, Memo, because that was the only game that I missed that season. <laughs> oh, dude, and dude. looking at it in highlights, I was like, I missed that. 
That goal? Yeah. yeah. yeah it was, it was, it was probably definitely my best one. I had one similar. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Never mind. I can't, I don't I don't do that. <laughs> uh, but I have uh, well with all the Palomino we talked. Um, we had asked them if we could do a special celebration for us. And then, you know, we had hit up Fafa on Instagram, ask him if he could do a special celebration for us. And we have, you know, put together our minds and we came up with a celebration for Memo. So we were thinking, you know, maybe in this new year, you know, like, like we told uh, Marcelo, it doesn't have to be the first one or the second one, but you know, if, if you were, uh, if you were open to uh, suggestions for celebrations, we have one for you. So, you know, giving uh, honor to the bobblehead, maybe we were thinking, you know, you score, you score another banger for us. You know, you put us 2-0 against Dallas or something like that. You know, you run to the corner and then you just act out your bobblehead. You know, stretch out your arms and just shake your head. What, what, yeah. what do you think? Hey, I mean, that, that one's, I think it's, you know, I'm open to it. I think it's something new that I can add to my, you know, my, 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 my back pocket and, you know, there maybe... You Dude, it's not it's not that hard. It's not too complicated. It's something simple. So so I'll definitely take that in mind. <laughs> if I pull it off fun. one of these games. Yeah. But it's it's not the floss from from uh from Fortnite, but you know, yeah. something something. Yeah, exactly. Nice. I still can't do the floss and I and I've practiced <laughs> it there. So Let, let's be optimistic. Do it on your 20th goal. You know, when you score that 20th goal of the season, that go. that's the one you do. No pressure, yeah. by the way. No pressure. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's that's a that's a lot of pressure there, but you know, obviously that's yeah. always the goal. Yeah. And uh, lastly, uh, you know, with the new re regime um, has spoken of mending some of the bonds of those youth academies uh, in Houston to create, you know, pipelines to bring in more memos, bring in more Palominos, you know, bring in more Juan Castilla to the first team. Do you think Houston could become, you know, a great export of talent to players, you know, through the Dynamo, kind of like Philadelphia Union has done or even New York Red Bulls? Yeah, I think I think we have a lot of potential. Obviously, Houston's one of the biggest cities in in the U.S., so I, I see um, why we couldn't be the biggest academy in the U.S. Um, obviously, you know things change, club owners, you know everything changes. So um, obviously, um, with the new ownership and Pat, obviously in implementing the academy, um, I think they they trained with us a lot last year. Um, they brought in a lot of young players. I think when at my time, when I was with the academy, you know, they were bringing two, three players. Now the U23s, the U19s get that experience. You know, sometimes we play 11 v 11 um, on X on Tuesday, for example, um, just so we can get some game fitness in. And then obviously they get that experience and that exposure, seeing how fast the game is played at, at the next level. Um, so I think that's a, that's huge for, for them because they'll be prepared whenever, you know, they pick those one to two, three guys that they want to sign as home for homegrown contracts. And I think they'll know what to expect. Obviously, it still take time um, to break into the first team um, because it took me a very long time when I was super patient, um, um, but kept working hard. So hopefully, you know, I inspire them uh, obviously to to become another memo or better than memo because you always want to see. Um, this team excel um, with young with young academy um, alumni or graduates. So you always want to see the, the team and the academies, you know, mesh together to to make that um, powerhouse academy around the world. And just you know, just kind of on the same wheelhouse. Uh, well, we actually saw today that you know three guys from the U17s were called up to the youth national team, and I think two guys were called from Houston, one from the academy and one from Rice. 
the the club here in Houston. Uh, but you know, just your thoughts on that MLX MLS Next Pro or that Dynamo Dos, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, how do you how do you see that? Yeah, I think it'll be a good pathway, like like pat, pipeline um, for young kids, um, especially young young kids like Marcelo or Juan, who well, not not saying that they won't get minutes this year, but um, if they don't, um, obviously they'll get minutes there um, against good sides. Um, obviously, I was around with the reserve league was around, so maybe it's something like that. Um, get that experience, get that exposure, um, get game time, get game fitness that, you know, because you never know injuries happen in the season. COVID now, obviously, um, you know, they might get caught upon it. You know, they might have to start right away. So they'll be ready. Um, and I think it's a, it's a great way to, you know, like I said, a pipeline for, for the first team. Yeah. So I'll before I close it out, and again, thank you for your time, Memo. I do have one question that I just thought about. You know, even with the rough seasons, you know, that we talked about 2021, how, how encouraging was it to make it into that short list for the uh, Gold Cup for the U.S., you know, that your name was there? It, you know, any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I think um, for every player that plays professionally, um, wants to be at the highest level, wants to be on the national team. Um, and for me, that's, that's the goal, you know, always. Um, I want to be part of the national team and, you know, hopefully this year, goes well goes as planned the way the my ambitions my um, goals are set um, and you never know you know hopefully try to make it to the world cup I mean that's a dream of mine um, there's no no stopping me um, you know I'm gonna try the my best that I can obviously but you know if that doesn't happen you, there's always the next year there's always four more years um, to make the world to make the world cup again and obviously um, God willing, I'll still be playing. I'll be 30. Um, obviously, a lot of people are in their primes at that time. Um, but like I said, that's a dream of mine, and I'm going to continue to strive for that goal because um, I want to be part of the national team. No, I think we're with you, man, for sure. But uh, Memo, any any word that you want to give the uh, Houston Dynamo fans, you know, since the uh, season's close to start? Yeah, I mean, obviously, um, I, I, I say in a lot of interviews that, you know, before the season starts, you know, we always appreciate their support um, from day one. Um, we've had a rough couple of seasons and, you know, they're still with us. Um, and it's tough for them. Um, and I know that it's tough for them to come out to games. And, you know, especially last year with the frustrating season that we had. But, you know, you know, I appreciate it from speaking for me and for the team. You know, we appreciate it from the bottom of the heart um, for them coming out and support us and, you know, having that unconditional love for, for their club, um, no matter the circumstances. But hopefully there are better days to come and, you know, super optimistic and positive um, for this year coming up. And, and hopefully we can turn things around for them. Hey, Memo, thank you so much for jumping on with us today. Uh, we wish you nothing but the best this season, man. Hopefully we get to see that celebration, you know, uh, 20 goals from now. Uh, but, you know, hopefully, too, you can maybe jump on later in the year with us, kind of see, you know, what the season's looking like, man. Yeah, for sure. No worries. Thank you guys for, for having me. Um, anytime, you know, you guys are willing to chat, you know how to reach me. So, you know, it's always a positive talking to you guys. So, you know, anytime.